Welcome back to the Brighter Web Podcast, giving you insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. Hey, I'm Robert Carnes. Hey, I'm Mickey Mellon. Good to be here, Robert. Oh, I'm excited to talk about some skills that it takes to, to be a great marketer. Yeah, the, the intro every time we talk about marketing best practices, and so I think we're sort of going to hit some of those a little bit today. So, yeah. We've got, we've got seven to go through. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is important because, I mean, there's so many different platforms we can talk about with marketing and, and tips and tricks. But ultimately, you know, what you gain as an individual marketer, what you're able to pick up to make you better at marketing uh, is, is something worth talking about. And there's mm-hmm. obviously probably way more than just seven right. that we oh, can yeah. talk about. We can make this list and, you know, I don't know, go on forever. But we try to kind of bucket them a little bit and kind of give some big big general kind of skills and we'll kind of dive into each one of those as to what, what are the things that you can do to get better at each one. Awesome. So what's what's the first one? Why don't you kick us off? What do you so think is the first most important skill? The first one I have down is planning, which okay. I think ties right into this. Like we've planned this episode. We're not winging we it despite how it might sound at times, <laughs> but we certainly have planned this out and going out and just doing it is likely to end poorly. And we see people do that a lot. They go and try Facebook and try Twitter and try blogging, just kind of just doing it to see what happens. And it doesn't tend to do well unless you plan and have an idea for what you're going to be doing. There are certainly marketers who do that. You know, the, the Silicon Valley uh, mantra of move fast and break things. Right. And, and you certainly want to be innovative and creative and leave some space for, for wiggle room. But yeah, we are big proponents of planning and especially building strategies that you can, you know, pivot from, but also, you know, gives you a baseline of, of where you're starting from. So yes, I would wholeheartedly agree that planning is a huge huge skill that every marketer needs to, to do. Is, is yeah. there anything specifically you'd say how to get better at it? I would say just, there's a quote somewhere I don't have offhand, but you're going to fail if you don't plan, but you're probably not going to follow your plan either. Like your plan's going to go sideways and you need to adapt to that. But if you don't have a plan anywhere, at least get you started, I think you kind of have to have that. But the, the way the plan takes shape, I think is probably beyond the scope of this episode because it depends on whether it's social media or blogging or overall marketing or, you know, so many different ways. But taking the time to figure out, here's what I want to do. And then follow that until it makes sense to, to change gears, but at least have a, a plan of action laid out. Right. We've, we've had a, a podcast episode before on messaging strategies, which is kind of the overall plan yeah. for your business and how you talk about your business. But maybe we need to do another episode on, on how to just build strategy in general for, yeah. for marketing. That could be good. Yeah. So after planning, what do we have next? What's number two here? So this is another one we've done an entire episode talking about. <laughs> so this is more just referencing back to that. And it's one that both of us really enjoy, which is writing. Yep. Um, I mean, I think it's just... Marketing is all about communication, and even with uh, you know podcasts like this, where it's not you know it's not just the written word, and you know there's video, there's lots of different other pieces of content that you can put out there with marketing. But I think they all tie back into writing, and writing forces you to be a clear communicator. It forces you to be concise and to maybe stick with the plan of action that you put in place. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, I think at the the core of every good kind of content marketing piece is is writing, and so yeah, you need to get better at that. Again, looking at what we're doing right now, again, we're podcasting, but this all came because we wrote out ideas first. So the writing led to us having a plan for this. We kind of tied them both in in right here. Yeah, and we both are habitual writers. I don't write yeah. as often as you do. Um, I don't write as in-depth as you do, so yeah, <laughs> yes. there you go. We cover, cover kind of the spectrum there, but yeah. again, we're both both practicing writing, and, and that's yeah. the only way to get better at it is just by, just by doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. So what's, what is number three on the list of marketing skills that everybody should get better at? So speaking of doing it over and over and over again, I think consistency is another one we need to talk about yeah. a couple different ways. I mean, the first part, you see people, again, I'm going to try Facebook and see if that helps my business. They push hard for a week and say, I guess not, and they give up, where you really need to be more consistent and stick with it for a long time. 
But like you said, with writing and stuff, just being consistent and producing more stuff will make you better at what you do. Here's a story I think I may have told on here before about a pottery class that the, the teacher divided the group into two halves and said, All right, the left half, you guys make one pot, the very best you can. Mm-hmm. The other half, you're going to get graded on how many pots you make. It's going to be on just how many pounds worth of pots you make. By the end of the class, the side that was making more pots was making by far better pots, too, because they kept making them over and over and learning from the mistakes and trying things versus the people on the first side just trying to make one perfect one but not really knowing what they were doing. And the same is with writing and content. Just keep doing it, keep doing it. You're going to have a lot of, you're gonna make a lot of bad pots along the way, but if you stick with it and be consistent, you're going to get better and better at podcasting or videos or blogging or whatever you're doing. The, the consistency will lead to greatness. Yeah. Quality through quantity is the kind there of you way go. I set that up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of stuff you throw out. There was a lot of those pots that were completely useless, but the ones that they got to at the end through trial and error were better because they, yeah, they kept doing it and kept sticking with the consistency. And that was one of the big things that we were really committed to when we launched this podcast 50 odd episodes ago was not flaring out after like three or four. Right. <laughs> we wanted to, you know, actually have a consistent cadence of how often we release these episodes and how often we record them and the quality level of, of the content and the length of the episodes, all those kind of things. And I, part of that was having a plan of kind of knowing what that looked like and knowing what, you know, how, how we were going to actually record these podcasts and yep. what they're going to be about and all those kind of things. It, it took planning that out, but I think we've been able to be pretty consistent uh, I mean, again, I think 50-plus episodes proves that, but yeah, we, sure. I think, are a better podcast because of that. And I think, mm-hmm. I hope, that the quality of these podcasts <laughs> is better because we've been consistently doing them. I hope so, too. So what do you have next after learning? Uh, this is another one that we were both uh, very passionate about and I think probably have done an entire episode on. I think that's kind of the point is this is a kind of summary of a lot of the things we've talked about on this podcast. But learning, right? Anytime that you have the opportunity to be curious about something uh, and, and learn more and delve into something. And I mean, that's that's the way to build other skills in general is just through, you know, continuing education. Mm-hmm. Marketing is always changing and you have to adapt to that. And so, yeah, just learning things through listening to podcasts like this one, reading books, even, you know, beyond just marketing, attending conferences, talking to other people. Like, again, there's a laundry list of things that we have gone through on another episode of this podcast, which you should go back and listen to. Um, but yeah, I think we need to be, marketers need to be continuous learners. Yeah, just be curious too. And you mentioned that just, yeah, always wondering, asking why one more time to try to figure out why something went one way or another and learning from that. Yeah. So, yeah. What's, what is your favorite way to learn, Mickey? My favorite way to learn is through, uh, well, I'm going I'm to jump ahead to the next one here okay. with, test, with testing. I think go. that's a good way to learn. So yeah. What is so, that Number five is, is testing here because when you're making pots, it's easy to tell if one pot is good or bad. But if you're publishing blogs and videos that you think they're both pretty good, it's hard to know what's really resonating with your audience unless you have some actual testing, some data behind it. So some Google Analytics, we use heat maps a lot. Like we do a lot of testing and, and measurement just to see what's going on. And yeah, some things are going to work well and some things won't. And it's very important to know the difference. You know, if you're publishing every day on all these different social channels, you need to know which one's getting more engagement, which is leading more sales, and just keep testing different things and trying things out and see what sticks. And so it's a, a fine balance between testing and consistency because, again, you may say, I'm going to try Facebook, so you want to test it, but you can't just test it for a week. You have to be consistent enough to give it a shot, so you got to understand the balance there. And there's not an easy answer there, but it's, yeah, you, you always got to be testing, but you got to be consistent, and it's a, it's a fine line. Yeah, I've seen marketing compared to a, you know, continuous science experiment. Mm-hmm. You're always kind of tweaking and, you know, what can we do? You know, every time you write a blog post, like, okay, we're going to test out and see if images really help this time. But, yeah, don't just do it for one blog post. Do it for the next 12 that you write right. and see, okay, well, did that increase the length of time people were looking at it? Like, uh, A-B testing, like you mentioned, is a really big thing that we do in email marketing. Most email uh, campaigns that we send out, like, 
we're either testing the subject line, like is should it be a little bit longer, should it be a little bit shorter, should we send it on a Saturday versus a Friday? Like what about the morning versus the afternoon? Like yeah. every time you you send out a piece of marketing, you have an opportunity to kind of test and see what's gonna be better. And again, you're gonna learn from that. Like you said, throw back to the, the last skill we talked about is you know, you have the opportunity to learn from each test and uh, as Adam Grant says, think like a scientist. There you go. Well, you're leading very well into the next one here. So what is what is number six? So I think understanding and analyzing data is is a really big piece of this. And yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to to do a test to fully take advantage of, of testing and A-B testing and marketing unless you really understand the data behind all of it. And, and this is a... A very difficult one. It's, it's kind of a hard science, but it's mm-hmm. it's also a, a hard science, but it's also a difficult science to understand and, and know what all of these numbers mean. And I mean, that's something that I, I don't have any training or background in data analytics, but it's a big part of my job. And I've learned it just by doing it and just by looking at all the different numbers of our clients' websites and their social media accounts and uh, their email marketing and all those kind of different things and seeing what, okay, well, when we do this, this number goes up. And when we do this thing, this number goes down. And so what does that mean? What do we recommend to this business to, to change based on what all these, you know, how their audience is responding in, according to this data? And obviously there's quantitative data versus qualitative data. And there's, you know, all, like you can be very easily overwhelmed oh, by yes. <laughs> all of the different pieces of information. So even understanding what data to pay attention to and what data to just ignore is, is a big piece, but ultimately it's about figuring out the patterns of, of how your audience is responding to your marketing and, and what you need to change about your marketing to just be more effective with it. Yeah, yeah. when we launch a website, the website's not done. I mean, we just get started gathering data mm-hmm. so we can see what's going on so we can make tweaks going forward. Because we'll make, we've done this long enough, we'll make a lot of good decisions in building a site, but there's gonna be some things that just don't work the way we thought they would. And so yeah. testing and analyzing the data for that's huge so we can keep tweaking sites and making them better and better over time. And like you said, it's an experiment that never ends. You should always be tweaking your site, making it better and better and better consistently and, and getting better results as you go. That's right. So close this out. What is the seventh most important skill for any marketer to learn? So this was an interesting one for me to put, but I put acceptance. And so the time you're hearing this, Google Analytics 4 has come out and most of us and most of you listening are not fans of that. We, we prefer <laughs> for this, the types of companies we work with, the older universal analytics was better, but GA4 is coming, we can't just ignore it because we'd be in big trouble there. So we've sure. accepted it, we've gotten people set up on it, we're learning to use it, like it's a fact of life. And I think AI is another one where a lot of pieces of AI, I'm not a fan of what's coming, you know, when we talk, talk about writing and those sorts of things, but it's coming. And so let's learn how to use it the best way and just accept that things are coming. If we said, we hate Google Analytics 4, we're gonna put our heads in the sand, like we'd be in big trouble because suddenly we have no data that, I mean, that kills so much of what we talked about. You know, we talked about planning, writing, consistency, learning, testing, and analyzing data. And so many of those between AI and Google Analytics 4 are wiped out if you if you just ignore them. You know, AI is going to take over writing. You've got you know, testing and data with analytics. So they're going to be coming, get to work. So just learn them, accept what's coming, and, and make the best move going forward. And I think there's a pretty big distinction to make here, too, and that's some change. Again, change is going to be inevitable. And there's some change that's going to happen that, yeah, maybe you don't like it, but it's it's here to say. And you know, this is the way of the world now, especially in digital marketing, and you just need to adapt to it. And there are some things that seem like they're going to be a trend and seem like you know it's the shiny right. toy that yep. okay it's you know it's really just a flash in the pan and it's going to be here for two months and then bounce away and you know you don't need to necessarily gravitate towards it and so it's it's learning to distinguish between those two things and which are the trends that are actually going to stick around yep. and you actually actually need to again accept and adapt to and which are the things that you can actually ignore and just you know not have to be chasing these shiny objects and the one that comes to mind, the biggest mind to me, is like TikTok and some mm-hmm. of these, yeah. you know, 
quick video-based algorithm-heavy uh, social media channels, like I, I just don't like TikTok and I'm not on board with it. And I don't think for, I mean, it doesn't make sense for our clients, so we don't really necessarily need to accept it and, and adapt to it. But, you know, my big question in my head is, okay, is this the way of the world now? Is TikTok, TikTok the new big social media platform? Or, you know, if somebody listens to this podcast in six months, is it going to be gone? Is it going right. to be, you know, maybe even in its case, outlawed in the United States? Like right. it could be legislated away. So it's it's always interesting to keep this in mind with the changes in digital marketing. What's going to stick around? What is here for the long term and what is not? Yeah, I think TikTok gives you a good example on both sides. Actually, I talked to a potential client yesterday where I think TikTok would be fantastic for them. They've not been using it enough. So again, whether I like it or not is irrelevant. Like sure. it's a popular platform if you're the right kind of business. But on the other side, like you said, if it goes away, if it gets legislated out of America, we have to accept that too and say that was a great channel for us. It's not here and we can cry about it or we can get to work finding like if TikTok were to go away in the U.S. and who knows when this podcast comes out, maybe it is, those eyeballs are still going somewhere. It's sure. not like people are going to suddenly have more time in their day to garden. Like they're going to be probably putting their eyeballs into a different social app. So do we then invest more in Instagram because that's picking back up again or is there a new platform and just it, accepting where it is and just following where the people go and do what we need to do. Yeah, but ultimately being open to change and not holding on to anything too dearly, especially not platforms. Right, for because sure. they're going to come and go like the wind. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at a brighter web.